Anyway, it's been a dark time. Um, that snow. I, I mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, when it snows, my soul becomes frozen, and it it takes a while to thaw. I don't know, man. It just makes me. It's a time of doom. Um, and additionally, there's some shit going down in the news that really bothered me. Did you, so I don't know if you've heard, but they're doing this new thing where they're, um, they're editing books, uh, from like dead authors, you know, Roald Dahl, the author of like the big friendly giant BFG, James and the giant peach, Willy Wonka and chocolate factory. Yeah. They're going back. They're editing his books. They have these, what they're, what they've dubbed sensitivity readers. And they're changing the language and shit. Roald Dahl didn't even write fucked up shit. Like, there's like, um, there's a kid in one of the books that's fat, and you know, Roald Dahl calls the kid fat. They, they're changing it to enormous. It's even worse. <laughs> I, in a lot of ways, it probably is. I mean, but it's fucking so stupid. Dude. Of all of the like woke shit that they can pull as, as a, a lover of literature that is that's the thing that makes my blood fucking boil because he wrote what he wrote you know if you don't if you don't fucking like it then don't read it don't let your kid read it or whatever but going back and editing a dead man's fucking words to fit your modern sensibilities no dude what what are the why not? Why not edit Mein Kampf? You know. Well, you know what? The book actually has a good message. <laughs> you edit out all the. I mean, it's about a struggle. You know, we're all, we're all struggling, and they're also doing um, Ian Fleming the the James Bond books, which I own classy copies of all the James, every James Bond book, and I've read almost all of them. I have one and a half novels and a short story collection left to read. Um, and they're, I mean, they're fine. I don't even really care about them. I just started collecting, collecting these classy editions. And, it, you know, after like four or five, I, it was like, well, I might as well get all of them. Um, I like crime fiction. I like, I don't read a lot of spy novels, but the, they're good as far as like a historical event i mean it's a iconic character but let me tell you there are parts of the james bond books which even for me as a person who doesn't believe in censorship at all doesn't really have delicate sensibilities when it comes to offensive stuff there were parts of the bond books that were making that were difficult to read i mean i can't 
repeat them verbatim. <laughs> There's some casual use of the N word. Um, there's a there's a, apparently a term back in the 50s and 60s when these were written. You know, Bond spends a lot of time in the uh, the Caribbean. You know, the islands, Jamaica, and apparently there was a term back then that they used for coral reefs that poke out above the water. They call them N-word heads. Bond says it a lot. <laughs> I mean, not it's. I don't even think Bond. No, Bond says it. The character and it, the books aren't first person, so technically it's the narrator saying it. But it's casual, casually referring to these pieces of coral reef, just over and over. Additionally, there's some actually calling black people that. Not, but it's like, it's not like it's an okay thing to do in the book. The narrator isn't just calling characters that. It's like, that's when like some character says it and he's, he's racist though, you know? Ironically, Ian Fleming was probably so forward thinking for his time, you know? And yeah, there's some, there's some shit about women and shit. There's some misogynistic stuff. I remember in particular this one quote where Bond, um, I can't remember if he's just kissing a woman or if they, it's like they fuck, but it, you know, the narrator's describing like the, the passion of, of the moment. And he says, no, it's like blah, 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 something, something. It had the sweet tang of rape, <laughs> which was... Pretty brutal. That's a brutal line. But I think what he means is that that sort of man, caveman taking a woman, you know, she's submitting because he's so powerful. It's it's not there was it's it's not rape. It's 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 a sweet thing. <laughs> no, I would never say that, obviously, but it's it's about the power dynamic, I think the subdom sort of thing, which isn't, it's, that's not a bad thing. Every relationship has a degree of subdom dynamic to it. Sexual re relationships generally have a pretty explicit subdom dynamic. Unless you're a bitch. <laughs> Please edit that out. Um, <laughs> um, point being, if he, don't edit it, dude. That's my point. It's in there. It was written. If you think it's too fucked up, then don't read the Bond books, you know? And it just really bothers me. It's so fucking annoying, dude. Modern... Oh, by the way, I was actually going to start with this, and this is why it was a dark day. It was going to be a dark one. It's because I went to my parents just before this for a nice steak dinner, which was tasty, but they were watching the Oscars, um, which... It's not just that I don't care about the Oscars. It actively offends me. You want to talk about something offensive, dude? Uh, what's his fucking name? Jimmy Kimmel. Sucked. 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 Everybody on there sucked. Who the fuck wants to watch a bunch of famous rich fucks jerk each other off? 
I hate it, dude. They they all start crying, literally crying because like an Asian dude won the fucking Oscar for best, you know, flapper or what whatever. And I mean, it's fine, whatever, dude. I just I don't buy the narrative about as if there wasn't plenty of non-white characters in film for the last at least 40 years, man. I just watched this movie 12 Angry Men last night. Great movie, by the way. Um, and what, what year did it come out? Well, let, me, let me find out for me. There's, I know there's one from the 50s, but I watched the newer one, which has... 1987 97 no uh, what's the new one then yeah great movie um it's just about it's about a jury deliberating uh to to give a verdict for a murder trial why did i bring it up fuck lost my shit yeah as james gandolfini um what's his face Edward James Olmos, fucking Tony Danza's in it. Great movie. Um, I mean, that movie is basically just the 12 characters. It's like a closed room. The whole movie's them deliberating. And there's like four black guys in that. <laughs> so, you know, that was 97, man. There, obviously, there's no racism. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, that's right. My point was simply that, oh God, dude, just edit all of this out. It's all this is trash. I'm I'm a fucking loser. I don't know. I just hate the Oscars, man. I hate watching these fucking people get up there, all fucking teary eyed. What about in like the past? Like, no, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Who fucking cares? Well, I mean, great. They fucking got some accolade. They're famous and rich. Like, I don't care. Fuck them. Fuck every single... There's probably maybe 25 decent human beings in Hollywood <laughs> who whose opinions you should really listen to. You know? All these other people... I think it's bullshit, man. I think it's bullshit for for a fucking actor to use their fame as a as a medium to f try and tell normal people how to live their lives. You know, it's why the fuck would we listen to someone that's not only so far removed from the real world in terms of the day-to-day -day, like struggle of life. I mean, may maybe they came from that and if they're new to it, whatever but second of all they're fucking actors man you know these aren't the i mean you're you're good at playing pretend it's it's a great skill it's 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 a cool thing but it doesn't mean you know anything about foreign policy or you know what like why is sean penn so obsessed with ukraine he's like going over there like a fucking mercenary, you know? Maybe he's Ukrainian. I don't know. Is he? God, look at how old Tony Danza looks.
is an American actor. Shun Pen. I don't think that that's not a Ukrainian. It's not like his father was Jewish. Lithuania. That's Eastern Europe, right? Irish and Italian. All right. So he has no overt connection. I mean, these people are just freaks, man. They're fucking freaks. Yeah, I mean, I don't love what's coming out these days. What were the... I mean, okay, you liked Avatar 2. You loved it. That was getting a lot of shit at the Oscars. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once was, was getting a lot of play. Weirdly, Black Panther 2 kept coming up for awards, and I was just like, come on, dude. Oh, wow, everything, everywhere, all at once won Best Picture. I still haven't watched that. Did you watch it? <laughs> he said it was cool. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, I keep meaning to watch it. Best support. Oh, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis won. Oscar's so white. <laughs> Who won Best Actor? Wait, wait, what, what was Best Original Screenplay? Go up. <sighs> Everything on all at once. Oh, Brendan Fraser the Whale. Wow. I, I haven't watched that. Same. Michelle Yeoh, obviously, that, and Best Director. Okay. So it swept the Oscars, basically. Well, I guess I should watch it. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's cool. It looks cool. I don't know why I haven't watched it. Because I'm, I'm sour. I'm sour on Hollywood, man. They pushed me too fucking far. And... It's like a bunch of spoiled fucking princelings and princesses running around, squalling, stamping their feet, telling us how horrible we are, how horrible the world is, and that we have to do everything they say. And I resent it deeply, you know? Fuck yourselves. You guys, they live literally the lives of emperors and empresses. I mean, throughout human history most royalty would have looked at the life of like a B-level celebrity and been blown away. Yeah, I agree. There, you know how few kings of this, of this world ever were ever able to shit in a seat that just whisked away your shit and you never had to think about it again? That's amazing. We can take a fucking hot shower at will. Oh, I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to I'm going to luxuriate in it. Well, I was going to so I watched a minority report the other day. That was actually going to be my main topic had we done this like 3 weeks ago. Well, all right, yeah, I guess we can wrap it up with that. Um Amazing movie. For a long time, I mean, so when I when I first saw Minority Report, I loved it. Then I tried to hate on it. That's merely a representation of how of Spielbergian like silliness, which I I don't hate all the time. I do think that 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 scene in particular is absurd. Still. This big fat lady, like, get out of my waving like a rolling pin, and they cook the burgers. I mean, whatever. Whatever. I watched recently too. The guy who tends to the food dog. Uh huh. He's a pervert. 
You know he touches those precogs. Dude, the precogs are so funny. They are seriously the ultimate fantasy of every like loser wannabe autistic fucking dumb fuck that exists on the internet. Every single fucking little uh, Gen Z freak, you know, wishes they were one of the precogs. They all, their ultimate fantasy is to be is to be lying in a nutrient bath with like some weird fucking rig attached to their head while they like gently seize and have visions, you know? And they fucking get to deal out punishment. Yeah, and they get to like judge people's actions before they've even occurred while somebody like brushes their teeth. <laughs> that is that's the new Fantasy. That's we see. Our generation dreamed about like having a home and a family, and now the modern dream is to float <laughs> in a milky pool of nutrient dense goo. Do they discuss like waste management? Yeah, dude. They just shit into a tube. I mean, they obviously just have like tubes going out. Those. You, I mean, you can't have fe fecal matter in the nutrient bath. That's like. Whenever they pull one out, uh -huh. are there tubes attached? Well, I didn't notice. I didn't notice like a large shit accommodating tube coming out of the precog's asshole. I think what they have going is they, they there's these precogs are just pumped full of these uh, nanobots to just eat your shit in the butt, <laughs> which is the ultimate. Um, oh yeah, that, it's funny that you brought up the burger thing because while I was watching it, I was thinking about because that movie's full of those things. It's I I came up with a phrase. It's called having a Spielberg. And it's where you you become so attached to an idea that is really cool to you, but nobody else thinks it's cool. Or you know, there's it's they're like, oh yeah, okay. And so you're like, yeah. So then we'll have him we'll have the eyeball, you know, roll out of his hands, and then it ro starts rolling down this really long ramp that he, he walked up. And he'll chase after the eyeball and then he'll catch it right as it goes into a grate and he'll have you holding it by the And you know, Spielberg thinks that's awesome. And everyone else is like, yeah, Steven. And I feel like that kind of thing is the reason that those jetpacks cook those burgers. Yeah, and see, and then we'll have the jetpack actually go over the grill. I don't know. I, I do that. I'm prone to having a Spielberg, is why. I finally decided to let it go. Anyway, yeah, give me a little bit more. Um, what I really love about Minority Report is that the, the central movement of the story is so, is so quintessentially Philip K. Dick, who is one of my all-time favorite authors. You know, so, because what Philip K. Dick does is he sits down and and he says to himself, like, so what if 
What if there was a cop who could see the future, but then the future that he saw, he could see, you know, murder in the future, but then he sees himself murdering someone. So, and so he, what do you do when you, ha you it's your job to stop yourself from murdering someone, you know? That's a genius fucking premise. And that's why Philip K. Dick's movies are so awesome. And then there's the central challenge of the movie, which is how do you commit a murder in a world of pre-crime? The answer, of course, is to commit a murder that looks exactly like a murder that was already committed, which is a really brilliant conceit. And Philip K. Dick's a master of that, you know. That's why Blade Runner's so good. That's why Total Recall is so good. All these books are, all these movies are based off Philip K. Dick stories. Well, in the end, um, I'll just say that one of my favorite things in movies, and this is how Minority Report ends. I wish I could do it on this podcast, but we don't have a visual element. I love it when movies end with the credits rolling over like a, a still shot or like a, you know, a stationary shot of, of a, a of like an image, you know, it doesn't have to, I was the, the are you saying the fugitive? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's sick. I first noticed it when I was watching In the Line of Fire and Clint Eastwood and Rene Russo are sitting on the steps of uh, the Lincoln Memorial at the end of the movie and it just kind of like pans out. So cool. How does that movie hold up? I haven't seen it in a long time. That movie's fucking awesome. You should watch it like tonight. I love In the Line of Fire. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. It's so good. John Malkovich. Ugh, I love that shit. I could be slightly wrong in the details of that last shot, but they're sitting on some steps. I think it's the Lincoln Memorial. Also, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood does it. It's a, it, I, yeah, it's something about it. It's like the story keeps going. You know what I mean? Which I love. That's really only one of the only ways to have a good ending as a, as a, as an aspiring storyteller, I, I've come to learn that endings are the hardest thing to do. How do you feel about songs that fade out as opposed to stop? Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Why do you hate it? No, I love it. Really? Mm -hmm. Fading out is sick. It's a similar idea. It's like it's you finish it mm -hmm. in, your, in your brain, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's other there's other methods. It's not the only way to have a good ending, but I think it's one of the one of the better ways to do it. So much of storytelling is about letting the viewer or the reader fill in the spaces between moments, you know, between what's shown. So you know what, dear listener, you tell me what comes. Next.